know what they say? Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, don't grumble, give a whistle. And this'll help things turn out for the best. And always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. For wicked soccer news, for insight that excels, for expert analytics, you better go somewhere else. Portland Betting Soccer Podcast. Enjoy it now, cause it probably won't last. Bitches poop, they cover it all, they'll discuss everything except football. Portland Betting Soccer Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 77, season 4, episode 9, if you are counting, of the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Thank God, another guest. Uh, my name is Jonathan, and I'm coming to you from Northeast Portland. I am Josh from Westland. And this is Greg in Northwest Portland. Today we are going to be talking about the match results. Oh, it's going to yeah. suck. We're going to try to hype Seattle. Maybe uh, we got a, a special sneak peek at a brand new podcast that's happening and some listener feedback. But before we get going, you guys have probably noticed that the downer, not excited. Oh, my God, I better go clean my room voice of Randy has not spoken up to say that he's here. That's because he's not. And maybe he in- died because he's old. Maybe. Know. Filling in for him, we have a member of the TA Old Guard, and if you have been following the Timbers for a long time, you might remember the podcast, Five Minutes to Kick Off. We have Nevitz joining us. Nevitz, welcome. Hello. How's it going? How's it going? Nevitz, your hero. (laughs) (laughs) We. So I forget what match it was, but uh, it was a few matches ago. The Timbers had an abysmal night, and uh, the five minutes to kick off Twitter account (laughs) just had so many takes, and Nevitz tweeted, if any podcasts are looking for a guest, I need an outlet. And somebody else (laughs) tagged us in his tweet. So I was like, all right, I I guess we should have him on. But no, I'm stoked. Thanks, Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no worries. I need some therapy. (laughs) <laughs> so do well we. unleashed yeah oh man well i i hate to to start this therapy session talking about another dog shit match uh but i am uh about to do that so you can't see our notes we have actual notes here uh maybe i can send them to you or greg can send them to you in some form of communication so you can see where we're going but the timbers lose one nothing to vancouver and I, I, without anyone else's opinion, it just, we look completely lost. Like there's no, there's no inspiration. There's no one person on the pitch. That's just like, 
kicking everything into high gear and it it just it's sad it's fucking sad and uh i guess oh here the nevitz this is where you're you're going to be responsible for randy's prediction we do predictions before the matches and we do accountability the only time that we are accountable as human beings on this podcast and it's similar prediction so greg predicted a three to two win randy aka nevitz predicted a one to zero win Josh predicted a one to zero win, and I went back to my old tried and true faithful four to two win, and it didn't happen. We looked like complete shit. Uh, anyone else? I want to hear Nevitt's take first. Yeah, well, well, that wasn't me that predicted that one no win. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you have a prediction before the match? Well, I had more of a hope than a prediction, (laughs) which was. I was just hoping that we could at least come out with a draw. That was my hope because just looking at the, I know it's nine teams make the playoffs, but once you get below that ninth spot, even if it's just, if you're one point behind, it just feels like, uh, like you have to spend a lot of time catching up. Yeah. Totally. Even if it's just, even if it's just one point, it seems like, so I didn't want to see the timbers fall below that. <laughs> that spot and i knew with vancouver they can be beat they're not like a special team or anything but it is yeah. i said this before and i've said it since what hurts especially bad about this loss is the previous match we we stole a point in frisco uh our brand new guy bully comes on ties it up in stoppage you know, you're ending that match feeling good, feeling strong. That's the kind of result that you need to build momentum off of. And if you look at our schedule, this match in Vancouver on paper is the most winnable match of the stretch. And we finished with 0.0 expected goals. <laughs> we finished with like one shot. I saw someone else did a stat uh, somewhere in our st- all seven matches this season, we have a combined total of 55 goal, uh, shots, and that is the lowest over any seven-game stretch of the Timbers in MLS. Came out with no ideas, came out with nobody, like you said, stepping up to go, I'm going to be the solution. I'm going to put this team on my shoulders. I'm going to carry us to victory. Uh, Ivicic stood on his head for eight saves and made team of the week, and we can't even put a shot on target? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> Dude, it's two shots, zero on target. When I, uh, obviously, I was, Greg, I was at your house uh, with a crew of other people watching the match. It was really fun to hang out in your basement bar, the Soggy Bottom, and it was, uh, I just, like, at watching the entire game, I'm like, what, like, what are we doing? I, and again, like I get it. We've had injuries. We've had a ton of things go wrong this season. We've changed formation now because of the team that we have or the players that we have. And so it's going to take a minute for things to click. But um, like no shots on target is uh, it's embarrassing. It's super embarrassing. And uh, where I was, again, thinking this is going to be the match where, like you said, Greg, where we kick it in high gear just based on the the performance where we got the draw. And I'm like, here we go. We're going to go in the Seattle high on, you know, a, a strong win. And we're going to take it to the Sounders. And I am 
we'll save that for the we already did the predictions for the Sounders match, but Nevitz will have to get yours. Um uh, uh it's I don't feel good about it anymore. No, didn't we have like what what was our average was like 14 nil <laughs> like crazy <laughs> scores but yeah, yeah really, now it's real scary really quick i'll just go to those just so you can uh, <laughs> make that same facial expression uh greg has predicted a seven to one win over seattle uh randy, <laughs> randy has predicted a three to two win uh josh has predicted this is oh, clearly all jokes uh a 92 win with the bully having two hat tricks in one match uh, no no and, uh, three hat tricks, like a hat trick getting... of hat tricks. Oh, a hat trick of hat tricks. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> and I said two to one win. I think I'm probably the most reasonable, but um, yeah, we'll we'll take your what's your prediction? Um, well, it's going to be a loss, but it, <laughs> uh, but it's it's a matter if it, we score a goal or not. It's probably going to be like three one loss, maybe maybe probably three zero. Um, I don't know. I don't know if anyone remembers the last time Seattle were in Portland, we lost six two. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh. didn't they just beat um, St. Louis three nil? Yeah, they beat St. Louis three <laughs> nil. Um, they got the two two of the goals like later in the match. It was, it was. I think it was nil nil at half, and then it was one nil. Um, but I think the problem with Seattle is that. We're going to be giving the ball to them the whole time. So that, and Seattle doesn't have a problem getting really close into the goal. I know. I, I thought I just read something about how many chances Seattle creates, like within like the six yard box, like in matches and stuff, and how many goals they've scored just from really short, short uh, spaces. So, so. I know we're not talking about the Seattle match yet, but I have to ask, like, based on what we've seen so far, like the the four three three doesn't work. Uh, it, it just it's uh, since we've been playing that, we've looked abysmal. Um, and d- I mean, is there what would you what would you guys change to in terms of formation? Well, with the four three three, I think the reason it doesn't work is we can't control the midfield. Yeah. Like that's our big problem is we have a fuck ton of turnovers. Every time we try to break a line, we turn it over. Uh, this might sound like a cop out, but a f- few years ago when we were in a shit rut and nobody on the pitch could be trusted, Geo almost did a coach's fine. I don't trust you fuckers either. We're going Christmas tree. And it worked. And I hate the Christmas tree. It's uninspired and it's boring. But when you're trying to grind out results, we have to be able to string passes together. We have to be able to get through the middle of the field. We need to be able to hold on to the ball. <laughs> I I agree. The four three two one Christmas tree is the most boring formation, I think, unless it's like a... Um, uh a five four one um but still pretty pretty boring to watch but i at this point we need points and it's still really in the season but what we were saying via chat the other day is that this is like one competition now we have us open cup we have the competition with liga amekis and originally i was like oh cool it's great that we now have four strikers in terms of depth because we can play in all these competitions but 
it clearly isn't going to work if we can't get any shots on freaking goal. So I, um, I, there's, we got a lot of questions on Reddit. Uh, some of this um, about like, you know, what should the formation be for the future? What should like, is it the injuries? Is it geo? Like what is, what is our overall problem? And I think it's all the above. Are we all, are we geo out? Uh, (laughs) I just want to say something hot right now. Hot take. Go. Josh, are you geo in or out? Um, uh, out. Oh, but I still, but I still like, I don't know. <laughs> like who yeah. else is there? Yeah. Like, what, what would we do? <laughs> yeah. I'm the same. I'm the same way as you. I was like, you know what? They just exci- t- signed him to a contract extension, you know? Yeah. So we like, either have to pay him out. So, it, and, and that goes, that's 2025. And then with a 2026 option. <laughs> yeah. I <clears throat> I thought he was gone this season. I didn't even I didn't think he was going to be re-signing anything. Yeah, <laughs> guess they wanted that because if they're going to sell the team, maybe that they wanted to have a coach. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, we have many Merit predictions is- on that. Merritt yeah. will sell the team at the World Cup or after the World Cup. After. Yeah, but then if he got that far, then he's why then he's going to be that's see that's what i i was thinking like that's what i was saying on twitter is that he wants to wait until after the world cup because there's perks probably that he can get all through that but then i'm like oh sorry yeah but then i'm also like well if he makes it that far then why then what then why would he want to sell because he's like oh i already made it this far i don't know well what you know like that's probably going to be the peak of mls for the next bunch of years right after world cup you know who knows if it's going up or down but he's just going to wait until then just to figure out what's actually going on because why why would you it'd be like extremely stupid to sell now yeah it would as a as someone who's running a business versus right. uh, running a moral high ground uh company and also yeah <laughs> with no, but with no relegation or anything there's no place for, you know, the team's going to keep its value, whether it's in first place or last place, because you're still selling the same amount of seats. And in this city, it's still worth whatever it's worth. Still want them to sell. Um, just don't think you will. And yeah. um, all right. So wait, so never answered, uh, answered uh, Greg, what what is your are you geo energy out? Uh, I'm geos on the hot seat. Yeah, and if it's still only April, like I'm not saying I, I know everyone gets on the we always suck in March and April, and we always start the season shitty. And yes, that's true, but I'm also tired <laughs> of that. Not all teams start the season shitty. Clearly, I want to win a supporter shield at some point. You don't do that if you don't start playing till June. Um. I think Gio's in a hot. You need seat. a Ned to come in with a false nine. <laughs> Nate, you mean Nate? Not Nate, Ned. I mean, did yeah. I say Ned? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez, way to ruin that joke. Oh. Yeah, we we already have a Ned, and as far as I'm concerned, he's on the hot seat right now too uh, yeah. for this roster we have built. Uh, he's on the hot seat. I don't know what the point of no return uh, for the season is, but I feel like there should be a point of no return on the season, and if we are not at a certain high watermark or a certain place on the barometer at that point of no return, we got to move on. I mean, 
I was going to ask you to to double down on at least if you're not going to say in or out, but like, what's the, what is the, what's your test? And I would say if we don't get any wins in the next five games, that to me would be like, you're having a, uh, a meeting saying like you next game, you don't get points. Like we're done. Is that, yeah, is that we're, too harsh? We're like what? One and eight right now. I am looking what, at our schedule. <laughs> Our next five matches, I'm going to leave Open Cup out of this. Uh, Seattle, probably going to lose. Cincinnati in Ohio, probably going to lose. St. Louis in St. Louis, probably going to lose. And then Austin. Uh, Austin's... Uh, I don't know. Austin's having not a great year. But right in the middle of that, we're playing Orange County in the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, Nevitz, you probably remember. I don't. What was that open cup that we lost to some like USL team? And it was uh, we we lost the amateur team, uh, Hollywood United. Uh, we lost to another like semi pro team, I think, which was Cal FC. Both those were at, that was uh, a at, big one. Both of them were at home. And yeah, right, right now. I'm were, sorry, both of those were like not even like league teams they were like yeah yeah we are playing orange county in the open cup in a little over two weeks guys i think we lose that oh oh man i i, I really no, do i have oh. no idea well let's go and see <laughs> yeah predictions Wait, is it at home yeah it's at home yeah 10th or something no yeah. it's, it's april a, 26th it's in two weeks it's on my birthday oh really Oh hey, happy birthday! Oh, happy birthday! Yeah, but what they're going to be like five dollar tickets. Well, hopefully, because they're not streaming the game. They already announced that the game's not being streamed. Isn't that crazy? Oh, okay. I I don't understand how that's possible. Um, yeah, and at least Nerd, on the bare minimum you can do ghetto ass YouTube channel something. Yeah. Josh, you should uh, go to the match and s- stream it over FaceTime on your phone. Yeah, I'll do that. that. That's a good idea. Yeah, just send it out in like thirty uh, second like video clips. <laughs> <laughs> just a million stories. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I'll get us back on track with our overall agenda. I, for the record, uh, am geo out after five games, no points. Um, and uh, if you can muster up a tie, and we start to put some, you know, passes together and get some shots in games, I would say that's fair. But, like, again, points are what matters. And it is a long season. You know, anything can happen. We we always start slow. Uh, but it's, it's, man, it's tired. So the only positive from this match was Ivicic, uh, and he's clearly been our best player uh, on the, the pitch, uh, as opposed to Diego Chara, who I was joking in previous episodes. And not joking, I was serious. I'm like, he looks a step slow, but he played another great game against Vancouver uh, in the grand scheme of um, what he did. But Ivicic is definitely the best player on the field, right? Oh, yeah, probably. Best okay. player on the field for either team. Because like Nevitz already said, Vancouver's not a good team. Yeah. There was no reason. Well, the reason that they should have won is because they actually looked like they wanted to win. And we didn't look like we knew like how to tie our goddamn shoes. Yeah. 
But Ivicic was the best player on the field either team, hands eight, down. Eight saves. It's like team of the week. Um, and again, impressive saves. And they're not just like casual where it's like it kicks it right to him or whatever. He's doing like full extension dives and fingertip saving some uh, pretty impressive shots. And it just sucks when you can't string anything else together to back up a keeper who's having, again, like, you know, amazing games. Yeah, what what do you think, though, about how he controls the back line? Because I feel like a lot of times on corner kicks and free kicks and stuff where the ball gets placed into the box, um, I don't know if it's if you like um if it's just players not stepping up or what but i feel like we struggle with that that's mostly heading and and probably a defensive thing but there's a little bit of organization too yeah i so him on definitely the set pieces for sure and then overall like and i've said this before i don't feel like we have a a strong voice playing um when it was Liam Bridgewell or Will Johnson, like there were people barking orders at everyone. And Diego Chara is not that player. Uh, he never will be. Um, he's, you know, a, like a nice, like mild-mannered, tempered person, unless he's fouling someone and smiling. And um, and so there's no vocal person on that back line. Zach McGraw doesn't have it yet. Um, and Zuperich is, is quiet. Maviala was quiet. There's no one who is clearly bossing that field on the team verbally. Uh, and I think that like maybe Ivicic should be trying to do that from his position. But again, it doesn't happen. I think Zach can be that guy. He just needs to find that within himself. Like he's an army dude. You know, yeah. he, he went to, I forget the name of that school, but he went to army school. He knows how people bark. He knows how to bark. You saw some of that emotion and like frustration in the last match. Like you saw him get pissed. You saw him. Ugh. And if he could, um, maybe he still feels like the new guy, even though he's been around for like three, four years now. But if he could find it, I think he has the capacity to be that guy. Uh, but we need it. We absolutely need it from someone. Um. Maybe he should be the captain, and he can control everyone. I don't know. How do you feel about I don't that? Know. Well, that well, I th- this is an interesting topic because the I, I feel like the reason why the team struggles to control anything in the match is because they don't have any leadership in the middle of the field with a with a midfielder. I mean, they have they have some good midfielders, but they're all just. Um, they're not the guys that are are commanding the ball or anything. I mean, even Williamson and stuff. I've seen a lot of matches with him this year where he's letting um, balls go through to other guys. He's kind of deferring to other players. Yeah. Um. Sometimes. Um. So they don't have that player in the middle that they can just pass the ball to to really pressure and stuff. So I I would think that that would be the player that would be the captain of the team, but they don't have it. Yeah, we need a Ridgewell. All right. Well, and we're I think, back. Yeah, we're done talking about the <laughs> diarrhea fire that happened in Vancouver. Wow. Although it had a beautiful TIFO designed by our main man, Josh, over here. It looked very oh, good. Thank you. Thank you. And I believe the Timbers actually um, uh, tweeted it from, from their account. Uh, they did. It looked glorious. Well done, sir. Thanks. But, Nevitz, do you have any other commentary from, from this match? Oh, from this match, um, or in general? 
Well, like, like I said, I was just hoping for at least a draw. That's what I was, I was, I'm being realistic here, you know, and the nil nil at halftime, I was okay with it because I didn't think we were playing great, but we were still in the match. And then I thought the second half, I mean, right from the start, it was really disorganized. That's yeah. what was a bummer because um, you would think after a halftime that you would come out more organized. Not, I, I thought the first half it was they weren't in disorganized in that manner. Um, I thought they were hanging in there enough where they were, you know, still nil nil. But man, how disorganized it was the second half. Now I don't know if what the deal was with that with some guys coming in that haven't got a lot of playing time that are but are going to be starters that are supposed to be our starters you would still think would not be so disorganized yeah. uh, that was that was that was my thought it seemed like a different team that came out at the half and it's a team that doesn't like has never played together <laughs> yeah yeah now maybe maybe the talk was at the halftime that somebody needs to step up and so, like, everybody was trying to do that, maybe. And because of that, everybody was just in everybody's space. And players were really playing out of position a lot. Um, this, Yeah, this reminds me of, like, trying to have someone like Nagby again. Nagby is someone who could just automatically boss a game, maintain possession, wasn't the flashiest player with passes or tricks or whatnot, but, like, was a calming influence in uh, in midfield. And I feel like what you said earlier about Williamson not being as good this year as we think he should be, or Moreno, who normally could be the one doing some fancy tricks and, you know, passes and it not working. And again, in an unfamiliar 4-3-3 um, formation, just like everything, it just, it doesn't feel right. So... I guess the last question I would ask is again, what Greg, you said a, a four, three, two, one Christmas tree, just to get the, the wheels back on the track, even if it looks awful, but Nevitz or Josh, do you have any comments on what formation you would put out for the match against Seattle? I don't. Well, um, I don't know about like what kind of formation, but I, I would think like style of play, um, would be what needs to change. Um, I, I saw this a lot last year. I feel like the center backs, so the Timbers get the ball and then they pass it around to this, all the center and all the backs, all the fullbacks, center backs. They just keep, they pass it back and forth, back and forth. And it's really slow. It's really slow passing. And I feel like they're doing that. So then the rest of the team up front is supposed to get into their positions where they want it. But it looks like what it is is they pass around until there's a space on one of the wings, and then they pass to one of the wings, and then everybody goes over to that wing, and they just have to work the try to work the ball down the wing, and if it doesn't work, then they bring it back to the defenders again, pass it back and forth. So they don't. The only time they ever switch field is by passing it back to the fullbacks and the center backs and then the they're the ones that um are trying to switch the field but 
I wouldn't like relying on center backs to be our main passers. And think about who are big past seasons, who are big, like diagonal, long over the top diagonal ball service guys. It was Bravo who did not play a single minute in this Seattle match or Vancouver match. I don't know why that is. Uh, I feel like Bravo has been really good this season and Blanco. Yep. Who let's be honest. Will he even get a single minute this season? It's, it's questionable. And then I even, even Ridgewell as a center back was not afraid to lob it uh, across field to a wing versus like, you know, sending to a fullback and, and, and shooting for it. Just like there's, there's no one again, like, Losing Bill to Iloma, I think, is going to be one of the the saddest moments uh, for us for this team for this year, just based on his ability to go attack from a central defending position. Um, and uh, like I would say, he had a more leadership style presence on the field. But anyway, I'm sorry, Nevitz. Back to what you did say, which was um, it was it's slow, it's boring, it's always back to the backs. That's Geo's decision. That's the, that's the style of play he has implemented. And um, and if we don't have the right pieces to make it work, uh, that's the thing. Like, how many how many more games do we get to try this before? Like, he's held responsible. Yeah. Well, the the other thing, too, with the with trying to work it down the wings, I feel like it's it's really predictable. I mean, we we watch and the scouting reports must be pretty easy for the other teams because I know exactly what <laughs> how it's going to be. So I wouldn't know why the other teams wouldn't. And it's also putting a lot of pressure on the on those wide players to um, be physical because if they lose the ball, they have to win it right back. Yeah. And so, so because of that. Um, it's putting a lot of pressure on them and, uh, and most of our wing players aren't really like defensive players. Uh, and speaking of getting super physical, uh, Santiago Moreno, uh, great with the ball at his feet. That's a tiny man. Yeah. Uh, how he keeps losing the ball is the defenders are just putting their hips into him. Yeah. And it's, and possession's gone. It's over and over and over. Mascara. He's fast as hell. All they have to do is take away his angles. Like he'll outrun you, but if you take away his angle, there's not a whole lot he can do. Uh, Santi, just give him a hip check. He's off the ball. Uh, knees go to. He he doesn't know how to run anymore. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you're 100 percent right on that. The physicality. I don't know what the change is. Like, do you bring your triangles in? tight and pack the midfield and just try to complete little 10 yard passes all the way up the field, you know, short, low risk ones. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a soccer player, nor am I a soccer coach. So I have no clue, uh, but I sure can criticize these guys. <laughs> well, I honestly think we answered a lot of the questions that we received on Reddit. Um, but the one um, that stuck out to me, which we'll, I guess we'll consider this later, but I'll do it now. But uh, from Tucson PDX was fuck, man. Y'all have any good tacos or sandwiches recently? I need something uplifting and Saturday night wasn't it. Um, uh, and then he goes into the actual things we've been talking about. How the hell do we shore up our midfield? As I feel like that's a good portion of our struggles and the idea why the hell we can't string any passes together. And I think it's a lot of the questions that we receive. But I will say, 
I had a fantastic soyrizo burrito at the zipper on uh, Sandy and 28th over the weekend. And it was the size of four normal burritos in one. And I felt slightly ill after I consumed it, but it was worth every bite. And I would do it again. And considering <laughs> it's super close to my house, I am all over it. I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but um if you ever want to sit outside for a nice beverage and have multiple options with a little bit of cover overhead, go to the zipper, check it out. But anyone else have a good sandwich or burrito? Um, yeah, I had, I had a good one. I'm so like at the beginning of the episode, you guys said where you guys are at located at. Um, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm on the Puget sound. So I'm, I'm a, I live up North now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So out, I live uh, between, you know, where like Poles Bowl's at? I do know Poles Bowl. Yeah. I have a friend who actually lives there. Okay. Yeah. So there's a brewery in Poles Bowl called the Slippery Pig. And it's pretty awesome brewery. Uh, they have like a lot of really good food. But I had the Poles Bowl cheesesteak there. Ooh. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, so it's, uh, house italian beef on a french roll with nacho cheese sauce and grilled onions and it and the bread was really good too so how was your bowel movement after you ate that <laughs> um, you don't talk, you don't talk. <laughs> it was really good food it was good a good cheesesteak i uh, can't can't go wrong with that i love yeah, the cheesesteak old, old cheesesteak man <laughs> greg uh, so I guess this is a little bit of a plug. I didn't actually try them, but since you brought up tacos, uh, Tucson PDX, uh, or Tucson PTFC, whatever. Um, you guys remember Homa Bar over on uh, in Southeast? Um, yeah. Owned by a guy named Brett, uh, Timbers guy. We used to have our Eastern Block watch parties over there. He just opened up a new bar on Northwest 21st called Round Here, and we popped in there and check out the menu, and it's pretty taco-centric. They've got eight or nine different kinds of tacos and they've got some uh vegetarian vegan options there's a mahi mahi taco there's uh some other stuff some burgers i had a burger i did not try any of the tacos but uh the burger was really good and the home a bar food was really good so yeah go down give some ta love to uh, a ta owned bar around here on northwest 21st so a bur- is a burger a sandwich Oh, are we are we jumping oh. in yeah dude no, is cereal know. a soup like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i struggle with these questions uh, i get super passionate about them and i think a hamburger is a sandwich okay yeah agreed yeah a hot dog um, is not okay uh, a hot dog is a hoagie okay yeah so, that's true Cereal is not a soup, but the ocean is a soup. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Fresh soup. Yeah. Josh, any food that you would like to recognize? No. I haven't had anything good in the last few days. I just um I go, I, I go to Freddy's and I get because they have boar's head and I love boar's head for sandwiches, so I get like a bunch of meat from there. And then I just make my own little sub sandwiches. It's that fun for me. Ever sounds really sad. It is really sad. It's yeah. a sad existence I have out here in Westland. Do you how, put, how suburban of you, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> do you put mustard on it? What are your comments? 
Uh, I just, just meat and bread. Just meat and bread <laughs> and cheese and onion. It depends on what sandwich it is, whether it's um like grilled onions or regular onions. But I, well, I can always do grilled onions. Yeah. Since your existence is depressing, why don't you tell us about the latest and greatest? With what? What's going on right now? Yeah. Um, we have a match in Seattle on. I mean, I mean, well. <laughs> <laughs> you're really, you're really uh, good at podcasting. Com- I'm really good at podcasting. They're um coming here on um Saturday <laughs> and we're gonna go watch that match. It'll be fun. I'm gonna be watch there. us lose. Hey, I'm you're coming down? down? Oh. I am. Where are you sitting? Um uh I don't know. My friend got me the, the ticket, so I'm not sure. Well come say but hi. Not, we're in what not in the TA? Um, probably right next to it. I'm not sure. Okay. Normally, that's where I'm. We're always at. But he got like a special ticket for uh, for like his birthday or something. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, he'll be next to Jonathan, maybe. Oh yeah, I'm one of those key bank assholes. Okay. Um, and... Yeah. I think it's more like close. I think it's like close by the TA though. Gotcha. Nice. Greg, you need to save me a seat. God, fine. Yeah, I'm sure he'll do that for you. Um, he does. After just doing all the work for all of the podcasts oh, so and Tifo. Seattle, huh? Yep. Yeah. Be, uh, it's Jordan Morris. <laughs> Good old Fuck Jordan. Jordan. Fuck Jordan Morris. <laughs> right. I hate it's just, even when he's on the national team, it's just like, I just can't look at him. Yeah. I, yeah. We called you him, it's- on our other podcast, we called him Jurgen Boris. <laughs> i i still can't believe he turned down the opportunity to play in europe where he got a contract offer from like it was like Werder bremen or something um and uh but still like he's like no i'm gonna play in seattle and i mean like good on him like like dp equivalent contract making good money but i feel like he was better uh than mls at said time and could have turned that into a, a crazy career although it was interesting when he did go play on loan in swansea and injured himself like in the first match that he made right. it yeah onto the to the pitch. i forgot about uh, that yeah that was a sad thing but well it's interesting that there's a match against seattle coming up on saturday which we're all excited about i guess um and but josh is there any any way that anyone could learn about the rivalry against Seattle? Yeah, if you want to learn about that, um, 107 has just released a podcast called Onward, um, a Rose City podcast, and it's available on all the platforms and on their website. And there's a good section in there about the, well, there's going to be a bunch of sections, but the first one is about. I'm, I'm really butchering. I'm butchering heard. this so bad. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Let me start. Hey, you know over. what, Josh? No, you're good. Hey, Greg. Uh, <laughs> now that uh, we know there's a match against Seattle this weekend. Oh is my there god! Any place where anyone could learn about the rivalry? Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> Just as bad as me. Oh uh, uh yeah new podcast released by the 107ist uh it's called onward a Rose City podcast it's kind of a combination of uh you know the announcements and upcoming events and stuff you need to know about the org as well as uh like think of new york times the daily where you get to learn some cool history learn what the 
uh, committees do, how to get involved. And it's a lot of fun. We talked to Sean Levy uh, at length. That man can talk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, he tells a lot of really cool stories. Like a 30 minute Uh, story. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not going to sing it here because I want people to go America with him. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How was that? That was good. Tell us more. Oh, no, just keep talking about it. <laughs> anyway, he's, he sings a song at the end of it, and I'm not going to sing it now because I want our listeners to go listen to that. Uh, but it was a song he claims coined by our guest today, Nevitz. Oh, yeah, Tin of Flounder. Tin of Flounder. Yeah, it's a good one. Wow. So when about the rivalry and going back in the day, Nevitz, um, uh, Mr. Sean Levy gave you a lot of credit uh, for a lot of the things that happened. And uh, we just ask if you had any fun story from or like any memorable match moment against the Sounders where you're like, oh, this was this was my moment or this is what I love the most. Um, Well, obviously, that open cup match where Dempsey tore up the book, but that wasn't a league match. So that was open cup. Obviously, it's whenever there's like meltdowns. So then there was another there was another meltdown when um when uh oh shoot what's his face the um Colombian striker for them um uh um, that played yeah. at Vancouver and played at Seattle Oh um, we uh, Freddie Montero um oh god what am I I'm space Freddie Montero Freddie Montero yeah when no he means got, no yeah, when yeah. he got sent off against Portland in Portland, that was pretty cool. Um, that one, I was like shooting photos on the field, so I got a great shot of the ref with the uh, or the scoreboard in the background says Freddie Montero red card, and he's walking off the field. And that was right at towards the end of the match, and the Timbers were crushing him. And uh, his quote was great because he said he said something about like. Oh, my time to leave the game was then and all this stuff. Like he was just like he had enough of it and he just had to get a red card, I guess. I love uh what was a few years ago when Ramon Torres and Steve Clark were nose to nose and you thought like any moment now someone's they're either gonna make out or headbutt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't any know which it's meltdown. gonna be. Please both. Please both. <laughs> yeah. uh, any melt any of the meltdowns are fun. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh man. Well, that is super fun. And it just, it's cool to think about all the things in the past, like how many matches I've watched. I remember I watched one of the matches when it was the 4 4 final scoreline. And that was, it's like eight or nine years ago, maybe close to 10. It's when I first moved to Portland and I was watching that from vacation overseas. And that was super cool. But but yeah, well, we we appreciate you joining for the the history part of it too. But this is a bit of the news that happened over the weekend that I'm uh, really curious about, and everyone else's opinions, or if you've seen anything. But there was accused racist abuse from Jeremy Obobasi against, uh, I believe it was the striker for the New York Red Bulls, and mm-hmm. in it they had was it 21 minutes of stoppage time. Yeah because they were trying to investigate the different audio recordings to see if what he said was true. But if you haven't seen them, the, the replay of it actually going down, you can see, like, I've never seen Jeremy Obobese 
mad and he went like ballistic after that guy like getting pushing straight up in his face like he was gonna sock him one and i i mean for me jeremy obobese is a player who probably gets an automatic pass on not having to prove anything he doesn't strike me as someone who's going to you, you know say someone racially abused me because he's trying to get a call or whatever else um uh, I believe it was Zach McGraw tweeted today, uh, you know, explicit support for Jeremy Obobese in that saying, like, if there's one person on the field that never has to prove that someone said anything to them, it's him. Uh, and uh, like, I, I trust him 100 um, percent. It it reminded me of when uh, Frangapane or whatever the hell his name is from Minnesota said something to Diego Chara again who is another player who I would never question their integrity of like did that actually happen uh and just curious what you guys thought about it or did you see anything different than I did no it, I no I was I wasn't watching the match all I know is I flipped I was like I had like three matches going or something and all of a sudden I saw there was 21 minutes of injury time and I had no idea why and then I tweeted out something, and then somebody said that it was uh, maybe some racial situation happened. So I don't, I don't know um, any more details about that. Though. Yeah, just a super bummer. And I, I, I get there are different cultures across the globe in terms of you know soccer culture and what's deemed acceptable or how like a, a system works in a different country. But I think the moment you know that you're coming to MLS or the moment you're going to step on the field in MLS, like we're probably one of the most progressive, maybe except for England um, or other European teams. And it's like, you have to, you have to know that you can't do that. And you have to know, like, especially it's like Jeremy Bobasi is a legit activist. Like you'd have to know that of all people to not call a racial slur, it's probably Jeremy Bobasi. Uh, Cause not only does he get it. And if you say something, even, semi off color he'll understand what you meant uh and that to me just it's, it just sucks it's still in the game and if they couldn't find any audio proving it that player is not going to get suspended same thing as frangapane uh in in minnesota but it just it sucks and i hope that the next time that either uh the timbers play against new york red bulls or san jose does i hope someone fouls him very hard that's what I was going to say. You know that when they come to Portland, something will happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, Portland they, justice. Portland justice. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, uh, um, Morrisonic sucks. And then the next thing <laughs> we... Uh, <laughs> that is it. <laughs> uh, we have another question I wanted to, to pull in here. <laughs> which is from uh, specialist underscore K I'll be headed on vacation out of the country on Saturday. I should have the option to watch the timbers on the flight over. Do I do that to myself? Question mark. And yeah, watch. Watch yeah? it. Okay. Nevitz uh, is in. Yeah, dude, you can't uh, that I don't, I don't know what your guys's watching habits are, but I am a very passionate and animated person when I am watching the timbers. I imagine if I'm watching that match on a flight and it starts going south, the air marshals <laughs> are going to land that plane and drag me off of it in handcuffs. 
because I don't have a good behavior button when it really well, counts. Yeah, that is well ever. Well, correct. I don't know. Yeah, you got to have control over yourself, Greg. Well, maybe like plus the shots on the plane are like fifteen bucks a pop. You know, then don't do that. Well, is it well? Oh. Is it an international flight? Yeah, booze then is included. It should be okay. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, Depending on, I guess, maybe what airline. I th- don't you still get free booze on international flights? Generally speaking. I think so, yeah. Or yeah. To, an, okay. to a so point. Good. I've um, never taken an international flight, so I don't know. Okay. But um, if, if we have any listeners in Ireland, I will be in Ireland uh, in June, and I would love to know where to watch the match. So if you're listening and you're from Ireland, slip into Apple my DMs. TV, you watch it on Apple TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I uh so Greg, I also would just recommend flying in business class because if you do that, then you can just have all the booze that you want to. Well, my other thing too is I was wondering, so I'd watch the match and then have like a different soundtrack going on in my ears. <laughs> so nice. Oh, it, so you just watch it, not listen to it? Yeah. yeah. So it you have to like pick out the right music for that one. I don't even know what you would pick. Is it like, um, like I would just play the Champions League theme song over and mm-hmm. over and over again? <laughs> I was thinking uh, Ride the Lightning. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so, Josh, would you watch the match? Yes or no? Um, yeah, totally. Um, I don't get emotional because I'm used to losing. Oh, Chelsea, yeah. Mm. <laughs> hey, Josh. this season. Yeah. Are you a Chelsea fan? Yeah. God damn it. Oh, God. This podcast so sucks. Delete this one, Greg. <laughs> so I was thinking, I was hoping that Frank wouldn't um, sign back on and he would come to MLS as a coach. <laughs> oh, the Timbers could, would probably sign him as a midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it at this point. Oh, boy. <sighs> Before we like get to the nitty gritty and finish this up and wrap it all up. I just want to make sure we give Nevitz uh, one more chance to just kind of like season as a whole uh, with all your podcasting knowledge and all your years of following this club, like just give us the unpack all the dirty laundry, just like you what? know, say whatever what? you need to say of, of, of what just on this the timber season so far just how you're feeling this season so far yeah Yeah. um well i would think that geo's on the hot seat like you were saying but i don't think he is for real because of that contract yeah Um, so i think it is what it is um i think the other thing too from the quote after the last match and he i couldn't tell if he was complaining or if he was like saying it was a good thing when he was saying that at the end of the match and he had three strikers on the field you remember that quote he just yeah, said yeah yeah i i couldn't tell if he was saying that was good or bad um but some people were saying well that's all he had on the bench to put in but i'm also like yeah but those oh, two of those strikers are ones that he kept from last season (laughs) so i mean you can't complain about that i mean you're the one that kept them um so you know that there's not a lot you could have injuries and stuff like that but some of these decisions are still like uh decisions that were made a long time ago so anyway um the other thing too is i think that they just have to have like uh some sort of like 
team bonding, team get together or something, and realize that the only way they're going to get points is if they have a completely different attitude. Like, yep. Like they should all go roller skating at Oaks Park. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, sure. They could do that. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's watched that terrible show. I don't know yeah. if anybody's watched that terrible show, <laughs> Blue Mountain State, that used to be on Spike, but uh, it's about a college football team and their uh, team bonding night was uh, they put the names of all the recreational drugs in existence inside of a football helmet and whatever you pulled out was the drug that you did that night. Oh, God. <laughs> it was a frat house of people doing every drug imaginable. Oh, that was that their team good. bonding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. It would probably all be downers. <laughs> yeah. and Fernandez would come back for that um, night yeah. <laughs> it would be his football helmet yeah. <laughs> I, I I agree I, I feel like the, the roster hasn't changed all that significantly yeah. and we just look completely out of step with each other and um, how some of these players still manage to stay on the team through this off season is mind boggling. Again, like Mies Goda, I think is the most yeah, glaring example. Uh, he's, yeah. he's terrible. He shouldn't be playing. Um, and, and Nathan, he's like a USL level striker. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not even an MLS striker. And it's like, and I mean, is way on, too slow. Yeah. Put him on T2 and they might win a game. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, he's good for like a burst of speed in like the 80th minute. Like, but that's it. Like, yeah. it's not, he's not a starting caliber he's, player. He's not a MLS bench player, man. No, he's, just, he's not any good. Yeah. He, he wants, he wants to play like Mora, but he doesn't have Mora's chops. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So we have those two guys and then we have like, we have Mora and we have um, Blanco and those guys probably aren't going to play it either. So that that's like four players right there that are like, you could just cross off. And eating up significant resources on the team yeah. too. It's not like we're talking small potato money. Like yeah. that's um like you know, Blanco uh it was, it was like Nizgoda was bought down as a DP and mm-hmm. he's so he's still targeted allocation money. Like he's still like costing a shit ton of money. It's like you could just imagine like what you could get for it has to be worth like two million dollars worth of player salaries or close to it, um, in the grand scheme of we need an English defender. Oh, I would kill for an English defender, or just uh, I mean, even like a like a um, MLS center back from some other team that's plays. I mean, that already I think has someone to yeah, someone to be the um, the captain. We need a like, Vander to play the role he was brought in to play. No, yeah, well, hey, how about but that? Is he too young? No, he's not too young. It just looks like he walks onto the pitch every match thinking. Oh my God, why did I sign with this club? <laughs> yeah. That actually, you know what? That's fair. Yeah. That is one of the questions that someone said is MRVA, how long till we're at full fitness? How long till the team starts playing as a unit? Why does a vendor look slightly annoyed every time he gets minutes? Ugh. Uh, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that's pretty fair. But Josh, what's supposed to do in this age thing? It's like they're too young. Uh, you said that about Ivicic and now Ivicic. Oh my God, I know. I keep saying it because yeah. I feel that. No one's going to take, well, with, look at the age of the average, what's the average age of our players? Probably. We have an old team. 20s, early 30s. Journalism's right here. Yeah, but are they going to respect 
are they going to respect a younger captain? Dude, they're paying him ten million. They have to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I completely agree. <laughs> I guess they're not paying him ten million, but they're they paid ten million. They paid someone yeah. that. Yeah. So they have to. I can't wait till they release those official figures at some point, which always happens like a year or two later. But like his salary has to be like two million dollars. Sorry. That was- oh, it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing that I'm I'm not sure we because he's he looks to me like he's avoiding the middle of the field. Um, I don't know if that's because it's like physical in there and he doesn't want to get involved in that or what. I'm not sure. I don't think that's the case because he played as a number eight for. Yeah. Michelin and like eight's a super physical position to play. Yeah, I don't know because I mean, even in that Vancouver match, he, he just isn't involved at all. And then, in order to go and get involved, he went and he was playing like some weird, like pseudo, like center back. <laughs> I don't know, like some weird defensive uh, midfield position or something. His only touch from the Vancouver match I can remember was like it was like a halfway between a step over and a back heel. Like that's all it was. And yeah. it, it came to nothing. That's the only touch of his I remember. Uh Vander needs a step up. McGraw needs to take control of the back line. Uh Diego, our captain and our rightful captain, uh needs to get loud and inspire the same. That was what I loved about Blanco. He He's got that. He's got that fire. He's got that. Even, heat. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, go right ahead. I was gonna say, even like Zarek Valentine was the one who'd be like, you could see him motion to people like, do this. You need to be here. You need to be doing yeah. this. He wasn't the captain, but he led. Um, and there's no one on the field taking That's that leading at all. Yeah. yeah, they just keep looking to the bench. But I feel and like it's coming from the bench. That's the problem. Yeah. That, oh, in, oh, that's a good point. What if it is coming just from the bench and no one's allowed to? Have that like, sort of freedom. Geo's wearing the armband. I mean, I can't imagine that the players that they signed came here thinking that we're just going to cede possession to the other team. Yeah. Yeah. But Agreed. that's what the philosophy is. But then I that goes back gonna, to get rid uh, of Geo. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's we, we have seen him, though, like in some of the in the cup runs and stuff where he switches things, but it's not because he was in, in charge of doing that. It was because like, he didn't have the players, like somebody was injured or whatever. Yeah, he was so he, when he gets forced to do that, it's worse. It's the right move. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's like, that's bad. Yep. Ugh. All Something, right. So, something's got to change. That's, that's yeah. the bottom line. Hopefully we, um, at least, Draw. I think it has to come from as much as we want it to come from the players. I think it has to come from Geo. Yeah. Yes. Well, that, then everyone put pressure on Geo. Five <laughs> games. That's what I'm saying. Five more matches, no points. Then I think it's time to. to and then we on. attack him. We send. Uh, we send him to our doctors. <laughs> yes. I have. I have a fun. I have a fun game that I've been doing. Is uh, so you know how. St. Louis started five and zero and everything, and they yeah. they like unlocked like the mystery of MLS, and they figured out the code cheat code and everything. Right, everybody is going apeshit for that, and um, but now they've gone with two matches this month, and they haven't won yet. Right, 
and we haven't won any matches this month. So my new game is to see who who's going to get a win uh, first, St. Louis or us this month. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, because we play them at the end of the month. Yep, sure And do. so I was like, wouldn't that be ironic if both teams are just like didn't have a win and then we get to match up with against them? <laughs> and no one wins. all right gents it is uh i think it is sign off time and uh with that uh no it's i believe that greg has asked you to choose our closing track oh yeah yeah it's a a daft punk uh song and the lyrics and everything are like this the team needs to put this on rotation on their team bus you know what song is what song is it um like harder faster stronger whatever the title is yeah yeah so i think that is gonna i think he has to go around put it out on everybody's ipod and they have to look deep within themselves do you guys remember like like, well maybe it was like eight years ago nine years ago there was like two guys that sat in um 208 in daft punk outfits for the whole match it was so Uh, fucking cool (laughs) <laughs> i do not remember that but no i i agree that's a that's a that's an appropriate track for the given circumstances yeah, yeah soccer that's better timbers yeah. that's why i picked it do a goal uh, yeah goal for the team josh yeah. where do they reach us um you can email us at portlandvanity at gmail.com you can leave us a voicemail 503-583-4235 um facebook and facebook is portland vanity twitter is pdx vanity soccer and instagram is portland vanity um we also have that playlist on spotify it's um search radio free pvsp and that's about it do we delete our match.com profile we did um we got kicked off match.com oh dang it yeah i know I'm trying to get us on Bumble, so if we can get on Bumble, I'll give you the new yeah, way to reach us. That's a good idea. But I'm there. Well, thank you, Nevitz, for joining us. This was really fun, and uh, we hope that you will come on again in the future. Cool. All right. Will do. All right. Later, guys. Work it.
calling for um, PBSP. This is Gretchen, longtime fan, longtime listener. Um, (laughs) I needed to give my prediction for the game this week with Seattle, and I'm pretty certain that we are going to get destroyed, and it's going to be my prediction is 3-0 Seattle. So that's it. You guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. What does Margo want? (laughs) Oh, my God. Just trying to do this passcode thing on her phone and it's not working. But, um, <laughs> that's not my problem. Yeah, but, change um, information. I, yeah, 